Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. really want to come back and play some more better question does Mike Tomlin really want him to come back and play some more this is going to be the game in Steelers Nation probably more than any other for the foreseeable future good morning to you good Thursday morning I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports and this the newly reborn DK Sports Radio Podcasting Network I advised everyone who listens to this daily show, to pay particularly close attention to, well, pretty much everything that Tomlin said in yesterday's press conference. As I mentioned yesterday, this is the only one he does all year long where he'll even entertain answering a big scope type question about something that happened three years ago or five years ago or a pattern that's been in place or looking ahead to the future. Uh, What about Bud Dupree? What about T.J. Watt's future? These are the kinds of questions that if you ask him at any other point, especially in season, all you're going to get is, I'm just focused on fill-in-the-blank Sunday. That's it. To me, that's always felt like something of a cop-out, but I also at least understand why he's thinking that way. That's the thinking that he demands out of his players as well. So yesterday, he, I'm trying to think of the right word here, he tolerated, he tolerated a lot of questions. And you could tell that this was not an experience he enjoyed in any way, shape, or form. There were questions I'm telling you that he would normally have just went, wow, no, and looked over at Bert Loughton and said, get me out of here, Bert. That didn't happen. That can't happen. Not after a loss like that. Not after a collapse like that. So there he sat on this Zoom call. At least he didn't have to do it in person. There he sat on this Zoom call, taking all these questions about, really, if you think about it, there wasn't a whole heck of a lot positive to ask. Your questions are supposed to reflect the subject matter in journalism, and there's just not a whole lot right now to say that's all warm and fuzzy about the Pittsburgh Steelers. And when it came to the one subject that I was the most interested in, meaning any kind of commentary whatsoever on the future, the fate, or even the performance of his offensive and defensive coordinators, basically he didn't come close to answering it. He just responded that, well, 
that's not anything that we've really even thought about, talked about yet. The game was just a couple of days ago. Everything is still. And then once you get to that point, you realize you're not getting anything. You're not getting a, hey, those are my guys. I thought they did a really good job. Besides, Tomlin made that mistake once. Remember that? Where he spoke highly of Bruce Arians. And next thing you know, <laughs> Bruce is gone. Letting everyone know and see that it was, in fact, Art Rooney that fired Bruce. So what ended up becoming the most significant portion, I thought anyway, of this press conference was Tomlin discussing Ben Roethlisberger and Ben's future. Give this a shot. See see what, what it is that you can take away from this response you know you know i don't i don't i don't have a clear assessment of of the overall impact of the cap ramifications so i might not have a direct answer to your question but i think it's reasonable to to assume that there's a chance that he's going to be back certainly um the the depths of the ramifications of the cap discussions um i am not privy to as i sit here right now hmm kind of leaves you like wondering right Like, huh? What was that? This portion of Daily Shot of Steelers is brought to you by our new partners at Fubo TV. That's F-U-B-O TV. If you're not yet familiar with Fubo TV, I'm going to have the easiest time ever convincing you to become familiar. Fubo TV costs 65 bucks a month to watch the same channels you watch now, especially as a sports fan. It also comes with DVR and free installation. Your cable bill, I don't have to tell you, is probably 200 bucks or more. This is 65 bucks a month. Get all the channels that you want, sports channels. NFL Network, NHL Network, MLB Network, Premier League, La Liga, College Sports, the the whole thing. And now I can hear you saying, well, hang on a second. The only reason I hung on to cable was because I have no other way to get the Penguins and Pirates on AT&T Sportsnet. Well, that just changed too. In fact, this very week, it changed. You can now get that as well. But wait, as they say on those cheesy Overnight commercials. But wait, there's more. There is actually more. Fubo TV is offering us, meaning me and you, all the listeners of this podcast, a seven-day free trial and 15% off your first month. All you have to do is go to FuboTV.com slash DK. There's no catch, no contracts. You can cancel at any time. I'm going to give you the web address. Again, it's FuboTV. That's F-U-B-O-T-V dot com slash DK to get 15% off your first month and free trial. Mike Tomlin had five zillion different ways that he could have answered that question that you heard and other questions that came up along the way. He could have said, yes, absolutely, Ben Roethlisberger is my quarterback. Yes, of course he's coming back. Did you not pay attention to the first 17 years of his career? He could have done any of that. He didn't. 
he also didn't make it sound like Ben is not going to come back. There's a double negative for you. Everything that he spoke suggested that Ben's coming back, but again, there was just nothing firm. There was nothing there where you'd go, oh, okay, well, that settles that. So why was Tomlin behaving that way? Well, on one hand, when Ben had essentially the same questions put to him after the Cleveland game, Ben very, very easily himself could have said, hey, guys, listen, you've asked me a hundred different times, a hundred different ways if I'm going to play again in 2021, and I've said that I absolutely intend to do that. In fact, Ben could have said, although he never would, I even had my agent, Ryan Toner, go to one of the national guys, remember this, three weeks ago, and break the big hot news that I'm coming back in 2021. Ben didn't do that either. He talked about consulting his family, consulting his teammates, uh, talking to Marquise Pouncey, talking to the coaches, whatever. And then he said something near the end to the effect of that, you know, this isn't entirely up to me. This is also, you know, this is up to the Steelers uh, if they want me back. Yeah, I know. What would Ben and the Steelers be without some kind of drama, some kind of additional drama? My hope, and it has nothing to do with what Ben wants, doesn't want, what Tomlin wants, doesn't want. My hope is that the Steelers do have Ben back in 2021, but they do so under certain circumstances. There has to be an understanding that if you're going to take up $41.25 million of cap hit on our salary cap, which is probably still going to be in the 175 to 180 range once that gets sorted out, that's a big, big, big portion of it. Now, you could sign Ben to an extension and stretch that stuff out, but then this just goes on and on and on and on forever. You know, then you get stuck with one of those years like they had with Antonio Brown where you pay somebody $20 million in in dead cap money. It's just, it's useless to you. You don't want to keep doing that forever. What I hope happens is that he does come back But there is an understanding that if we're going to do all this, we're going to commit like this, we're going to give you a chance to not leave on the most hideous terms, which is what that loss would be. I mean, fair or not, we might eventually wash it away the same way we're washing away our images of you know, Troy Polamalu not being able to cover anybody in the last year and change of his career. We don't think about that anymore. We think of the great Troy plays. But it would take a while to get rid of, you know, Ben and all those interceptions and everything else in the Cleveland game, not to mention some of the other struggles over the last couple months. They have to make it clear to him some things are going to have to change here. This thing where you just show up 
and begin playing in the second quarter, that's not going to fly. Whatever it is that's required for you to have better starts to all of your games, and that goes back all through the 11-0 start too, it was still true. He wouldn't get going until the second quarter. Why? Did he not practice enough? I don't know. Did he not warm up well enough? I don't know. Did he not get mentally into it until he was challenged properly? I don't know. All I know is that what he did was not at all acceptable for even an ordinary NFL starting quarterback. Bring him back, but make it understood that the one carrot that you still have or can take away is his ability to start. Really, that's always in the head coach's purview, always. He can say, listen, if this pattern holds, I got no choice but to start Mason. And if you think that Ben Roethlisberger was embarrassed by what happened this past Sunday, try to picture him standing on the sideline with somebody else anointed as that game's started. When we come back, just one question. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome back. Time for Just One Question. That's brought to you on this program by the personal injury law firm of Luxembourg, Garbett, Kelly, and George, LGKG. They represent people who've been injured in car accidents, who need help with workers' comp, who filed medical malpractice claims, and more. The attorneys at LGKG have been AV rated. That's the highest rating a law firm can receive for legal ability and ethics. LGKG has offices in Cranberry, Newcastle, Beaver Falls, Butler, Elwood City, You can learn more at lgkg.com or by giving them a shout at 888-842-5454. Today's Just One Question comes from Iron City 40, who asks, DK, Mike Tomlin has been head coach for 14 years, never has been below 500, and yet the Tomlin coaching tree looks like Frank Costanza's Festivus poll. That's fantastic. Wow. The only one I can think of would be Bruce Arians, but he quote-unquote retired before he got a head coaching job. How can the Steelers not produce great coordinators? Well, this is a great question because it, it leads conveniently to some answers that I think people might find compelling. One is that The guys the Steelers have don't cost much. If Bob Nutting were employing the cheapest assistant coaches anywhere in Major League Baseball, he'd be getting fried for it. He'd be getting scorched. It's all anybody would talk about. 
The Steelers coordinators are just, they're internal promotions. They're happy to have the job. Those don't come with much cost. When was the last time that you can recall that the Steelers participated in one of these pursuits of some big name or prominent coordinator type? And you can roll your eyes at the name component. I do that myself. Because there's always some hot this, hot that, usually meaning that they're associated with a winning team and nothing more. They're just who people are talking about. Well, everyone looks brilliant when they're coaching a winning team. Tomlin's never been part of such a thing. Never. Not once. Not since he became head coach. That's not to say he hasn't had a great coordinator. He inherited Dick LeBeau. But that wasn't the result of some big pursuit or anything, certainly not in his tenure. We all became convinced while LeBeau was coordinator that Keith Butler was a man being held down. He was just coaching the linebackers, and man, if only Butler would get his chance. Do you remember that? We all fussed about some other team swooping in to take away our beloved Keith Butler. Butler ended up getting his promotion. When he got it, you know, there was no search. There was no nothing. Offensive coordinator. They went and got Todd Haley. That wasn't a part of any search. That was, that was Art Rooney's guy. He wanted Todd Haley. He got Todd Haley. That was it. Who's left? Nobody. Nobody. This is why your coaching tree is what it is. And, you know, let's put two and two together here. This is also why the coordinators themselves have been a disappointment, if not worse. And this is also why, in understanding why the Steelers wouldn't make a change at head coach, that they at the very least need to change not one, but both coordinators. Because if this head coach wants to stay on, and he made it very clear yesterday, he does, all in was the term he used, then he's going to have to work with a different set of circumstances as well. At least that's how I'd handle it if I'm Art Rooney. Did he really, really take over the defensive play calling for Butler this past Sunday, as was reported in one local outlet? I don't know that. I don't know that anybody other than, you know, a small handful of people would be able to say that with certainty. But if he did, fire Butler at once. I mean, at bleeping once. Even... If you think Butler's the man for the job, if you're Art Rooney and you catch wind of that, then you have to understand that you have a head coach who can't trust coordinators who don't go completely along with him. And that he can't accept new ideas and that he's not looking at analytics. And this is why when I've talked about replacing, 
these coordinators. I've been talking about doing it with some young up-and-comers, people with some different ideas, with people with maybe a more scientific approach to things, uh, you know, like route trees, for example. The Steelers have such unimaginative and predictable route trees for their wide receivers. Uh, even something is... This doesn't really fall under coordinator territory, but even something as mundane and simple as clock management. They have analytics for all this stuff. They have coaches for this stuff. Tomlin wants no part of it. If he's going to stay, again, you have to make sure that he moves his thought process and his approach into this century. I probably took your question way too far, but hey, that's what it's like now when we don't have actual football, right? Thanks so much for that, and thanks to everybody for listening. Park University in the heart of downtown Pittsburgh, they understand there's no substitute for real-world experience and career-building connections. Their innovative curriculum engages students with distinctive experiential learning opportunities. Point Park's pioneering co-op program empowers qualified students to work in full-time, paid positions with their corporate partners while earning college credits. Visit pointpark.edu works to learn more. Career ready. That's the point. Point Park University. Your front door, your car, your gym locker, your gun. Safety is a habit. Learn more about how to keep guns safe and secure. Visit projectchildsafe.org.